giant robot smashing into other giant robots. This is the Giant Robots Smashing Into Other Giant Robots podcast, where we explore the design, development, and business of great products. I'm your host, Victoria Guido, and with me today is Noella Costa, founder and CEO of Nula Health, data-driven platform that uses personalized hormonal health data to deliver tailored care. Noelle, thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, Victoria. It's a pleasure to be here. Wonderful. I'm excited to learn more about your product today that you're building. Uh, can you just tell me a little bit more about it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I feel like one, you could work here. You did a phenomenal job of sharing what Nula is. But here at Nula, we are a virtual care platform that really empowers women and patients with uteruses to better understand their bodies by providing them with hormonal health data that's unique to them. Based on information, we're able to provide them with the individualized tailored care that they deserve um, at their fingertips through our virtual app. Wonderful. And I'm wondering what led you to think I need to make this company? Like what happened in your life where you decided this needs to exist in the world? Yeah, um, really, it stems from my own personal brush with an undiagnosed chronic condition um, where I truly was the one in five women who felt dismissed, denied, and ignored in the traditional healthcare settings. And that is really something that's actually unified us all as a team here at New Louis. While we have the shared frustration and in terms of the gaps that we experienced overall, not one, two of our health journeys looked alike. And so during this time, you know, I found myself really just kind of banging my head against a wall where I had these ongoing symptoms that disrupted every aspect of my life, um, not just my physical health, but it became really very much an emotional roller coaster as well, because despite having the access to care um, and wonderful employer-sponsored health insurance, I was finding that you know my doctors were essentially brushing me off, attributing it to stress, and it really led to me kind of just having this inner monologue and questioning myself as like, is this in my head? Maybe it is stress-related. This doesn't feel normal. Should, should this be normal? And so I just like 70% of millennials turned to Google as my medical companion. I lost trust in the healthcare settings and just turned to do research around, you know, what could be possibly causing the symptoms in my overall health. And I, you know, I just refused to believe that this was my sense of normalcy. And through my own research, I started finding things like my ethnicity and my environment could have an impact in the symptoms that I was experiencing. Um, I was dealing with chronic pelvic pain, um, irregular periods to the point where I was actually menstruating for seven months straight. I had horrible migraines. And so I, I just really turned to these medical journals to try to figure out and uncover what my body was telling me. And so based on that research, you know, I finally went back to the doctor demanding an ultrasound where they ended up finding over 40 abnormal follicles and cysts on my ovaries. And even at that point, my treatment plan was a Band-Aid fix. And so ultimately, I really felt like the system fundamentally failed me. Um, This Band-Aid fix was essentially, hey, we'll put back your former birth control method in, call us when you're ready to have a baby, and we'll figure it out then. And so to this day, I actually haven't received any additional care, guidance from any clinician, despite 
being in and out of doctor's office with these symptoms. And so I ended up being diagnosed with a condition called PCOS. From Again, from my own research, I learned that Mexican women with PCOS, so yours truly, we have the most severe phenotype that puts us at the highest risk for other complications that are beyond just reproductive health. It increases my risk for diabetes. It increases my risk for hypertension. And these are ultimately like very costly to my health. And I was just frustrated. I thought, why am I learning about this through my own research versus the doctor's office, where it really felt like a one-size-fits-all approach to care. And so based on my experience, I started talking to more and more women, and I found that I wasn't alone with this shared frustration. You know, we see that 80% of people who menstruate suffer from hormonal imbalances. And more often than not, women are juggling with more than two chronic conditions at a time. And so it's truly something that I felt um, as a patient that we were missing to feel empowered in our health and actually feel seen and heard. And then when I actually spoke to clinicians as well, they felt that they weren't set up to care for their patients in the way that they wanted to care for them. Yeah. And I'm wondering how those women and the people you talked to started to inform the roadmap for the product that you're going to build. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, truly the voice of those members and these patients are the center of our lighthouse in terms of how we shape our product roadmap ahead. And so ultimately, it really came down to us initially doing customer discovery. So I was really surprised to see how many people were willing to talk about their experiences navigating their health as a, a woman or person with a uterus. And that was really telling in itself because, you know, I, I've heard from folks where, you know, they had to pay others with gift cards to have this conversation about, you know, how they might navigate certain workflows as it might relate to the products they're building. But naturally, um, these folks wanted to talk about their experiences. So we kind of tackled this in a couple parts. Like one, I was going out into my own network, reaching out to friends of friends, posting in like next door Facebook groups, really asking for 15 minutes of people's time to learn about their experience. And within two weeks, I had almost 100 customer discovery calls booked where these women were wanting to talk about their frustration and what they wish they had in terms of the care that they wanted. And so um, that was like point A. It was like, okay, I think we're onto something. Like our gaps in our experiences um, are shared across the board. And this is the pain that not only I experienced or the Nula team has experienced, but that like hundreds of women have experienced. The other piece too is, so believe it or not, like, you know, we're constantly doing customer discovery as an early stage company. But when we launched our beta, you know, we launched with an initial hypothesis, but we saw that our members were coming in for a more aligned with like their hormonal health than what we initially thought, where we thought the majority of folks would be coming to us at a family building stage. And then even through, truly through social media, our TikTok channel alone, um, when we lead with these persona stories, it helps drive um, this just natural virality to it. And daily, we have folks reaching out to us asking if what they're experiencing is normal or what should they do. And so they're coming to us because you know we really feel this very prevalent gap in care today. It must be really reassuring on a personal level and also on a business level that you found a problem that you can really help and make a difference with. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's 
it's frustrating that we are all bonded and unified by this experience, but um, ultimately we'll continue to use the voice of our members as our guiding light to shaping our, our roadmap ahead. And then and actually that's what you see today with it, with Nula. We took the learnings from the beta. We took the conversations that we've had with so many members and just women and, and folks outside of Nula to really shape what you see today. That's wonderful. And you already mentioned one surprise that you found in your customer discovery process. I wonder if you could even tell me a little bit more about any hypothesis you had that you found from research the outcome was quite different and that changed your business strategy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we have always seen ourselves as truly being this co-piloted partner for women in their healthcare journeys for life. But when initially launching our beta, we thought our niche today is going to be folks navigating family planning. So people who are looking to start a family in the near future, actively trying to conceive, pregnant or recently postpartum. So we built a beta around that and it's very low code. This is before, you know, we, I had any technical talent on our team and uh, essentially no money. And so we built this low code slash no code beta and launched it. We brought on about a hundred folks to this closed beta. And with that, we built the product with that hypothesis in mind that we we're going to be targeting these specific stages. But what ultimately happened is as we were onboarding the hundred users, um, we found over with each onboarded user that we started to see the scale tip where all of a sudden 80% of those users very much had a story that mirrored my own experience with health. They were coming to us because they suspected that they had a hormonal imbalance or these unexplained symptoms that they didn't know what was causing them. Several of them were had been diagnosed with conditions like PCOS, endometriosis, or fibroids. Um, some of many of them were dealing with unexplained period pain and irregular menstruation. And so we started to scratch our heads and be like, oh, wow, okay. So these folks are actually coming to us for a different reason than we, we had initially anticipated. They're using the product differently. And also they are far more engaged than like our initial hypothesized users, which were pregnant people. And so while we have been able to really create a product that is able to adapt with these users over time, we found that that messaging and creation of that safe space for those users was incredibly important. And we wanted to lean into that. That's really cool. And maybe talk more about, you know, creating that safe space and dealing with healthcare data. Were there any special considerations you had to bring into building into your tech stack? Um, with those uh, really delicate elements, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, ultimately, like safety and security of their data and like honoring that privacy. You know, we will never sell any data whatsoever. And I know that was a concern for many and still is since we've seen in the news, like this has been happening with other um, apps itself where they're selling, you know, user health data to social media sites. Um, so honoring and protecting that privacy first and foremost. The other piece is we had to also empower our care team to support our members in the best way that they can with the information that they had about their unique health, right? And so unfortunately, the, our members were coming to us at such emotionally like turmoil time in their lives that they wanted answers. They were frustrated. They were saying, 
why is this happening to me? We had to really ensure that we could be that empathetic ally for them, empower them with information, and really arm them with tools to use inside and outside of the clinic to get the answers that they deserve. Right. And I I see that. So, you know, on your site, there's a quiz you can take about your symptoms and then you can sign up for the, what's ultimately going to be like at-home test kit. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So users are able to sign up for Anula like at no cost. So you can start free tracking your symptoms and these symptom trackers are going to be customized to you. So based on um, similar to the quiz that you that you mentioned, um, you'll be able to answer questions about what you're experiencing, what your goals are, and Nula will make recommendations of what to track within the app itself. You can then track your symptoms um, that you select over time and get this customized snapshot to build this true picture of your health. You can then continue to add on to that snapshot of your health through that home hormone test. So you don't necessarily need to purchase the test if you if, if you don't want to, but you have the ability to test your hormones to get a clear picture of your baseline hormonal health. And we're able to really help arm you with that information about your bodies. And then from there, beyond just the information or from that data set, you have access to empathetic coaching from medical experts. All of our care coaches are registered nurses. So you do have that expert at your fingertips who's there to really steer and guide you every step of the way. And that was something that I actually felt was missing from my own experience um, when navigating like my own symptoms pre-NULA. You know, I found myself running these tests on my own, like ordering tests online, trying to figure out what was going on. And just kind of at like this wall where I said to myself, I don't know how to interpret these. I don't know what to do with these. I don't know how to talk to my doctor about this. What do I do? That's so interesting. And, and I heard you mention empathy a few times and how important that is. Would you say that's one of your core values that you bring into founding a company like this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, I actually studied to become a doula. And so some of the pillars that we were trained on were um, really supporting our clients in these four primary pillars, ensuring that we can support them with um, physical support, emotional support, informational support, and advocacy. So really, like those four pillars together have really steered us to create this foundation of empathetic care. And so that is truly integral to our brand and who we are, how we deliver that care, and also um, in such an, an inclusive and culturally competent way. It sounds really important for like what you mentioned, building an app that requires a lot of trust, right? To be able to give you your data and trust that the results that you're getting are helpful. So I I really love that that's a part of like your core value that you bring to the organization too. Yeah, I think it was something that was really important to us from the very beginning, especially because we are a BIPOC and queer co-founded company. It's rare that we see ourselves in the ecosystem. not just as founders, but even um, just in how care is designed for us. So we wanted to ensure that we were creating this space where everyone can see themselves. And it, it's it been so reassuring to hear from members and even just folks who find NULA on their own that they finally feel like they're seen and heard as an individual with NULA. Well, that might uh, be the answer to my next question, which is like, what keeps you going? What's the wind in your sails to keep you pressing forward with this? Yeah, it's, it's definitely that, you know, I think being able to hear from 
our members, how Nula has helped change their life, even if it's just a little bit, you know, where they feel more confident, where they feel supported and they don't feel alone means everything to us. And the other piece is, you know, we, I feel incredibly proud when members have actually tuned in to listen to their bodies. And despite their experience feeling brushed off in the traditional healthcare setting, you know, they really listen to themselves and turn to Nula. And there have been cases where we help support these folks to the point where because of Nula, one member is actually popping up in my head specifically, they were able to find that they had a hereditary thyroid condition before it worsened because of Nula. And so that in itself was so powerful because their experience in the clinic was very much more like, well, no wonder you're fatigued and no wonder you have brain fog. You have a baby. What do you expect? Oh, I love that. And what a powerful message. And I think that speaks to the power of having systems in place that are designed with those people in mind. 100%. Yes. Giant robots smashing into other giant robots. In starting a new project, we understand that you want to make the right choices in technology, features, and investment, but that you don't have all year to do extended research. In just a few weeks, ThoughtBot's discovery sprints deliver a user-centered product journey, a clickable prototype or proof of concept, and key market insights from focused user research. We'll help you to identify the primary user flow, decide which framework should be used to bring it to life, and set a firm estimate on future development efforts. Maximize impact and minimize risk with a validated roadmap for your new product. Get started at tbot.io slash sprint. So what does success look like in the immediate future and in the longer term for Nula? Yeah, I think today our success is very much qualitative. You know, I think with um, health, it's especially digital health, it's a long game. And so today we're measuring success by those member stories, by hearing from them that, again, this was this is a place where they finally feel empowered in their health. They have the tools that they need to unlock their best version of themselves so that they can get the care that they envision on their terms. So really just through that qualitative piece, um, patient satisfaction is another huge factor as well. We supercharge our algorithm based on de-identified and pooled hormonal health data so that we can continue providing tailored recommendations that are personalized to each user. So in my example, you know, my Nula um, experience might say, okay, we know that Noelle is a Latina woman who has PCOS. Other people who have, might have had similar symptoms to her have found these recommendations or tracking these symptoms um, to be really helpful for them. And so that's something that I would try. And so really just like, again, creating this space where you're not alone um, is huge. And so that's where we really lean into the qualitative piece. And as we grow, um, we also incorporate the quantitative success metrics as well. So how are we measuring impact in terms of health outcomes so that we can also just inform um, the system to deliver better care? Because, it, I mean, there's just so much unknown about the female body specifically, it wasn't until 1993 that women were even required to be a part of clinical studies. So there's just a lot of gray area that 
needs to be addressed to deliver better health outcomes overall, especially when health outcomes amongst women in the U.S. is so poor. Right. And, you know, as a woman in the U.S. who has hormones, I 100% get the value and the potential for an app like this. Have you had that same positive reaction from investors or from other people who are looking to join your group? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the investors who really understand it um, and get it, unfortunately, do because either they or someone they loved have been impacted by a hormonal imbalance or by being dismissed in the traditional healthcare settings. So similar to how the NULA team and our members have been unified by these experiences, we find that um, outside as well with investors. Um, what makes me really proud too is, you know, connecting with clinicians like our medical director, um, Dr. Miriam Embe, who is a highly rated physician in New York City. You know, she turned away from practicing medicine to join NULA um, because, you know, she even felt like her hands were tied behind her back with the type of care she can deliver. And so it's always incredibly reassuring. And when we hear from clinicians that this is the way care should be designed to really proactively and proactively look out for groups of people who are often overlooked, which sadly tend to be women and people of color. Right. Almost like it was designed that way in the system. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, that, that's great. I'm glad that other people are, are seeing that benefit. And what, uh, what hurdles do you see on the road ahead for where you're going with NULA? Yeah, I mean, you know, as we are bringing on members, the more that we, we've built this trust with our member base, the more they want from us in terms of like us truly just being their end-to-end care delivery partner. And we would love to get there. But, you know, as a very early stage company, you know, we have to build things quickly, but one thing at a time. So it's oftentimes I feel like, okay, we have this huge leap to make to deliver the care that our members are asking for. And so it's like, it's a blessing and a curse where they're like, we love this so much. Can you be my doctor? I don't want to go to another doctor. Or can I get this through you and only you? Or do I need to go somewhere else? Well, that must be a great feeling to have, but also, you know, staying focused, like you mentioned, would be a challenge and being able to get done what you was within your capabilities. But it's funny because I think there's just a huge demand in this market that we've had a similar kind of demand for other women health focused products or, or people with uteruses too. Like it's clearly something is broken. <laughs> so you've got a lot of great work you want to get done. Is there anything really on already planned in your roadmap that you're super excited about? Yeah. And um, we'll be rolling out insurance covered telehealth appointments very soon. So that's one thing that I'm particularly just incredibly excited about because I think it does like how we got to delivering that is through the feedback from our members. Um, And so I think that in turn will allow us to take one step closer to truly being that healthcare delivery partner for all members on all on those levels. Very, very excited about that because it very much um, aligns with our mission to deliver accessible and equitable care. Yeah, that's a huge capability. And especially considering in some areas, there just might not be access to doctors or hospitals that you can go to in person. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, only 50% of US counties have access to OBGYNs. And with the average appointment length of only being 15 minutes, like, again, physicians have their hands tied behind their backs. That means per OBGYN, they're managing about 3,500 patients, which just 
isn't feasible or scalable. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of patience. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I want to go back to some folks that you mentioned earlier on your team and just tell me about how it all started to coming together with building your team at Nula. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, my co-founder and CTO, um, her name is Susie Grain. She is absolutely wonderful, and a brilliant engineer. Um, her and I actually worked together um, at our previous employer, um, a company called Maven Clinic. So at Maven Clinic, I was responsible for helping lead sales and business development through some growth milestones. And Susie was the founding engineer um, over at Maven. So she's she was there for the long haul for over seven years. And so she had left Maven before I did. Um, and once I took the leap into building Nula full time, you know, her and I reconnected and we welcomed her to the team as, as co-founder and CTO um, last year, which has been so instrumental to this, like how we've built our product to date. Um, we actually ran into a fun challenge as many startups will, where we've had to recently rebuild our entire tech stack and truly couldn't have done this without her and our backend engineer as well. And so she's just been incredible. And then we also brought on our medical director, as I shared, Dr. Miriam Embe, who um, was a practicing OBGYN based out of Brooklyn, uh, New York City. And she has also had experience um, advising for women's health startups like Natalist, Frame Fertility, and others. Got it. So you found your technical co-founder, or you maybe already started together, and then got the technical expertise there. You mentioned taking the leap to do Nula full time. What was that decision like for you emotionally? It was a really big decision. And it was also a very vulnerable decision on my part. And so I'm going to open up about this because I think it's important to also recognize that this is a scary decision for all founders to make. When I was dealing with these these chronic symptoms, that was back in 2019. So this was before I um, I joined Maven Clinic. And I knew I wanted to build something to change a system. But I thought the best way to ensure like what I was going to build was to were to be successful was to contribute to a company, learn as much as I could, fail fast, fail forward. So I, I joined Maven, was there for almost two years. And that experience alone was instrumental. But ultimately, what really drove me to make the leap and place this blind faith in myself and just jump into this unknown abyss was after uh, another health scare. I promise you I'm healthy. But I went through um, in early 2021, I had a massive seizure in my sleep and I was hospitalized where they thought I had a brain tumor. And I just remember sitting in the ambulance and this was during COVID. So I had to go alone. I was hospitalized alone. And I remember sitting in the ambulance and I don't know why this sticks with me so much, but I remember seeing the light of the street lamp and I was just looking at it and I thought, I'm not ready to leave the earth without making an impact here. And so I told myself, I was like, if I make it out of this alive, I'm going to do whatever it takes to change healthcare and make the impact that I want. And so I did just that. I'm okay. Don't have a brain tumor. Thank goodness. And I trusted myself, trusted that the conversations that I had with friends, family, and other people who shared those experiences with me would serve as our lighthouse to building an incredibly impactful product that would reshape the future of health for good. 
Well, that's incredible that you had that experience that made you think about what really mattered and what you wanted to do with the rest of your time. It sounds like you had the friends and family to support you along the way with that decision, right? Yeah, a lot of them didn't get it. To this day, my mom's like, don't you want to go to med school or be a nurse? I'm like, no. (laughs) But yes, absolutely. Had their support. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, I can see that even if you have a good idea that some people might be like, don't you need a job? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, I, that's exactly kind of the position I was in. I said, okay, I need to make a game plan. And when I quit Maven, I had joined an accelerator program called Visible Hands, which was designed by POC founders. And for three months, you got a small chunk of money. And I worked backwards. I said, okay, within this three month period, I need to prove that Nula is a venture backable business. And so I worked backwards with like how much savings I had left to continue supporting myself. Um, and that gave me till, um, so the program started in like September. Um, and I had basically saved enough money for myself through end of February, maybe end of March is stretching it of 2022. And so I worked backwards from that date and closed an oversubscribed pre-seed round in February. Wow. So um, that was really, it was very challenging. Um, I don't think I've, I, I worked harder in my life than I ever before. And so, yeah, that's really kind of where we're at today and it made uh, me one of less than a hundred Latino women to ever raise a million dollars, which is wild. Awesome that you were able to do that and sad that the number is so small. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. And I did the math. I said, okay, if 0.4% of venture dollars go to Latina founders, I need to have 200 meetings just to get one yes. Right. And so I was chasing as many meetings as I could and chasing no's as fast as I could, because I thought the sooner I could get a no, the quicker I could move on to the next. Right. So really trying to weed out people who you knew just weren't going to be a good fit. <laughs> right. Right. That makes sense. But ultimately, you were able to find someone who aligned with you. Was there like a maybe a checklist or some kind of way that you used to decide if those investors were going to be right for you? Yeah, I think ultimately, like the connection to our mission, you know, at the early stage, they're making a bet too on like founder fit, you know, and so I wanted them to one understand and feel confident in myself as a founder. And so I wanted to see that on the call. And then two, I also wanted to ensure like they understood that this was a problem. And so there were some investors where, you know, they didn't understand the problem or why anyone would need this. And some of them didn't understand things like, what menstruation was. I'm not even kidding. Uh, and so while that was like very, you know, while I didn't have any, at that point, I was like, I don't have a single check. I had to make the decision like, this isn't going to be the right partner for me. Right. And so those were kind of my two main criteria is like, do I believe they're going to be the right partner in helping us accelerate um, just my vision with Nula and supporting me as a founder? Do they believe in me and, and our vision? And two, do they understand the problem and the impact? Right. That makes sense. So then that kind of empowers you to continue doing the work that you know you should be doing. Right. Well, I wanted to ask you about a little bit more about TikTok too, and how you use (laughs) social media to raise your brand awareness. Yeah. So our TikTok strategy, I'm embarrassed at how long it took me to make our very first TikTok because (laughs) I probably spent way too much time trying to figure it out. But um, our TikTok strategy really aligns with kind of our brand strategy is our core pillars uh, in terms of of that really come down to leading with um, empathy. So showcasing real, raw, authentic stories from real people. So we can show like, you are not alone in this. And then two, educational 
pieces as well. So we have a series called Dear Nula, where anyone can write in anonymous questions to Nula, and our medical director, Dr. Miriam Embe, will answer those on TikTok. And so really what's helped drive that the virality in our TikTok strategy is the marriage of that approach, where um, one of our most viral TikToks is like one of me with like my ultrasound behind me. And then another one that's like very educational based around, you know, what your vaginal discharge might be telling you. Um, And so there's that blended approach to just, again, showing those real stories with digestible educational bits of content um, has really helped us build that um, brand awareness and also just a trust in our brand as well. That's great. And I think that's something that a lot of uh, startups might be thinking about marketing wise, like how do they use those types of tools to really connect with people? And and I like your approach that you've taken with being educational and with being very real, (laughs) which makes sense. Um, Okay. So we asked about what your biggest challenges were on the horizon. What do you think are the biggest opportunities that you could potentially take on at NULA in the next like six months to a year? What I'm particularly very excited about with NULA is our ability to adapt with users like over time. So what we often see with a lot of digital health solutions, especially in women's health, is they tend to be very stage specific, right? Um, You use this product for fertility related stuff, this one for pregnancy related stuff, this for postpartum related stuff or STIs, for example. So, you know, it's, they tend to be like very specific. And what I'm particularly eager to showcase is truly how NULA is designed to adapt with those folks over time. So from menstruation through menopause. And the more that you use NULA, the longer you use NULA, the more customized insights you'll have about your unique body to inform providers to deliver that individualized care. So truly, it's like the thing I'm looking forward to most is like time is, you know, seeing how Nula can truly fit patients' lives versus the other way around. And also being in a position where, you know, our solution isn't tied to just a reproductive stage. It's truly encompassing our whole health beyond just our reproductive organs, but taking into account genetics, lifestyle, environment, stress, sleep, nutrition, etc. That's very cool. So kind of expanding into even more tailored patient data and services that you can provide over time. Yeah. And and I mean, this is information that most people's doctors don't have access to. Right. Yeah, I could see that. And that, I mean, anyone who's used like a, a menstrual tracking app, you can predict things based on the longer time period you've been tracking it, right? Exactly. Exactly. That's very cool. I'm excited to see um, it come out. And, and I think by the time this podcast airs, you'll have launched a new product. Is that right? Yeah. So by the time this podcast launches, like we'll be completely launched. So yeah, we'll have the app and care coaching available for anyone to use, sign up and it's really, really exciting stuff on the horizon. That's super cool. Well, my, my last question for you is if you could go back in time to when you first started NULA, uh, what advice would you give yourself? I tend to be a perfectionist. So I'd say just ship faster. Don't chase perfection because things are going to change. Like I learned that from the beta itself where, you know, we spent time building this product and it wanted to be so perfect. And again, what we learned was that the initial cohort of users who we thought would be our biggest advocates and earliest adopters of Nula was not true. And so being okay with your first iteration 
as being imperfect is okay. Some of the best advice I actually got after this experience was after we launched our beta was that if you're not embarrassed by your MVP, you launched too late. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. (laughs) Like it should be kind of awkward, right? Yeah. Isn't that great? (laughs) That's really good. (laughs) So I'm like, why didn't you, I wish I heard this before I like spent so much time trying to like perfect this to the T. I think we're going to maybe get like print out a banner that says that and like hang it behind (laughs) screens or something. Uh, Yeah. I love that. And yeah, I love how much went into like the customer discovery and how you were flexible to change your hypothesis for what was going to work for people based on that. Yeah. And I think one thing that really helped too, just like, honestly, from my sales background was, you know, I was very mindful of not leading a horse to water when doing customer discovery. So I think often we hear that, you know, we ask very pointed questions to try to lead folks to say like, yes, I would use your product or yeah, that sounds useful. I purposely asked very open-ended questions like walk me through your experience navigating your health and just listened. And that allowed me to find patterns across the number of conversations that I had that ultimately led me to kind of led us to build the beta that we in our product that you see today is through those very open-ended questions and hearing from users themselves as far as what they thought was missing versus me saying if we build this feature would you use it that's very cool and i i learned a lot just from taking the quiz on your website so i'm really excited to see what you all come up with next are there any final takeaways or thoughts you want to leave for our listeners today We'd love to hear about your experience using Nula. So you can use Nula free for a limited time. We're offering 30 days of free care coaching for anyone that signs up and discounted access to the hormone testing. So just really excited to share with the world because it's about damn time we get the care that we deserve. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us today. And you can subscribe to the show and find notes along with the complete transcript of this episode at giantrobots.fm. If you have questions or comments, email us at hosts at giantrobots.fm. And you can find me on Twitter at Victorious G. This podcast is brought to you by ThoughtBot and produced and edited by Mandy Moore. This podcast is brought to you by ThoughtBot, your expert strategy, design, development, and product management partner. We bring digital products from idea to success and teach you how because we care. Learn more at ThoughtBot.com.